nice. everybody to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host Colby Smith. I will be with you until the 11 o'clock hour at which point we will be followed by for to my knowledge the first time ever the Junk and Jam Hour in its new time slot 11 a.m. on Sundays. I think it's actually at noon on Sundays. Junk and Jam. Uh, you know, Two Thumbs Undecided is still around, and I got so excited to announce the new show that I jumped the gun and made the mistake about the time slot. So already, we are starting this off with the incredible technical mastery you have come to expect from Young Persons Radio. At 11 a.m., a Two Thumbs Undecided, then at noon, the Drunken Jam Hour, then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible base covered this and every talk show Sunday on Radio Free Brooklyn. So keep that player tab open in your browser. Keep the Radio Free Brooklyn app available for iOS and Android running in the background as you go about your Sunday because we have many, many things in store for you today. And just because it's the holiday season, it's mere days away from the Christmas holiday doesn't mean we work any harder for you. We are working as hard as we have ever worked for you. And it is because of love. Now, we have much to get to on the show today. My guests, uh, uh, you know them as the hosts of the monthly video show, Channel 101, at the Spectacle Theater in Brooklyn, and the latest of our beloved New York citizens to be seduced by the sunny shores of Los Angeles, California. It is, of course, Trevor Lyon and Marika Zappas back on the show. Hello. There we go. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Who said that? Michael Corleone said that. (laughs) Figured I'd start off with a quote. What's up? (laughs) Welcome to the show. That's right. How you doing today, guys? Pretty good. Nice. Ready to rumble. I'm ready to rumble. I am also ready to rumble because we have a mission today. You know, you guys, one of the things that you know about uh, me in this show is that one of the things I love more than anything is the Ringer Podcast Network, um, especially the Rewatchables podcast, which, if you're not familiar, hmm. is a perfect guide to taking a really good structure for a podcast and ruining it with annoying hosts. That's kind of like what I tell people about this show. You tell people that about this show? Yeah, I'm like, there's some really interesting things. So here's a question for you to fo- <laughs> to follow up on that. Let's How see. would you, what would you say is the structure of this show? Mm, I would say it's, uh, I... it rotates between a classic fun interview show, Colby's personal bits, to high concept uh uh, one-off episodes, uh-huh. uh, and the pretty strong, uh, but just ruined by the host. <laughs> <laughs> ruined by the annoying host. What were you gonna say? Oh well, just that the the one uh, constant of the structure, and maybe the only good part of the show is when Tim calls in. Mm. That's true. <laughs> that is the one constant. I will agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going. Keep going. So. <laughs> 
So the Rewatchables podcast, this movie podcast where uh, Bill Simmons, uh, 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 a.k.a. the Boston sports guy, uh, talks about movies he likes to re- uh, watch on TNT all the time. And uh, uh, he gets his buddies who have no qualifications in talking about movies at all to come and talk about them. Well, and, one of their dads was a movie critic, so you got to give him that. Really? Who? I think Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan's dad. dad was a movie critic? <laughs> so his dad. Chris Ryan's dad was a movie critic. So through the miracle of childbirth, he too is sort of half a movie critic. <laughs> yeah, least, well, when his dad more. birthed him. Yeah, because his dad birthed him. That explains why he's such a good writer and uh, uh, media personality is because it's in his genes. Right, exactly. Uh, so today we're going to do the Rewatchables Rewatchables, where we recap episodes of the Rewatchables using the same format that they do on the show, starting with the most recent episode, uh, uh, which was about Godfather 2 and is a great movie, but is perhaps the most annoying one to talk about in conversation, mm. would you say? Mm. Like, if you ask someone it's what their favorite dense. movie is and says, oh, it's Godfather 2, it's just like, oh, boy, you're really going on out of limb with that one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's like, oh, yeah, what's what's the good book? Oh, it's the Bible. Right. Mm, it's, it's like, like saying your like favorite that. writer is Shakespeare. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's better. Like, that was it. better. <laughs> Thank you. But the, if the good book was the Bible as well. <laughs> That could count. I'm actually Trevor reading. has taken off his shoes. He's going off already. <laughs> it's, it's steamy oh, in here. It's steamy in here. It is hot, but you know, you were complaining about how cold it is in your apartment, so I figured no you That's true, but you know what? This is the business we've chosen. I don't ask who gave the order, because it had nothing to do with business. Hyman Roth, a.k.a. Trevor Lyon, taking off his shoes in the steam <laughs> studio. Hyman Roth, no shirt. Trevor Lyon, no shoes. Who won this? Show today, mm-hmm. my old Bay socks. That's right. Waving proud Bay socks. Go Terps and go a Maryland uh, T-shirt you got on. Oh, that's true. My whole Joe de Vivre won the podcast. <laughs> Some would say your raison d'être. I think they say Joe de Vivre. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone would say my raison d'être. Some would, uh, anyway, <laughs> before we start talking about the episode, getting into the categories, etc. <clears throat> I want to ask a couple questions at the beginning. Hell yes. Uh, we've all heard the Godfather 2 episode, which we should say features Bill Simmons, yep. Chris Ryan, yep. Sean Fennessy, mm-hmm. and uh, Showtime's Billions creator, <laughs> Brian Koppelman, yeah. who looks like Glenn Beck and acts like him too. <laughs> <laughs> So, first question to you guys, just as a little trivia. Yes. How many minutes into the episode do you think it takes for a host to yell a line from the movie? And who is that host? I mean, with this selection of hosts, I 20 seconds. I think Bill does one really soon, doesn't he? Is it not him? It's either him or Chris Ryan. It is Bill. Yeah, I thought it so. takes This episode is two and a half hours long. It yeah. takes him 10 minutes to... Yeah. To lo- to yell a line from I the movie. I did notice that. Yes. Uh should we say at the top um that this show sucks? <laughs> I think we should say I think we should say like the rewatchables, uh you can you you can go listen to that podcast and mm-hmm. then you can come back and listen to us talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um 
because for some of this, it might not make sense for a whole lot of people. This this episode is is as niche as it gets. But uh, I also, talking about those high concept that you were yes. talking about earlier. Yeah, but we also, tend to be on those high concept episodes. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I think also though that this will you know sometimes the rewatchables you can listen to it without having seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I think this podcast you can listen to without having heard the original. I agree. Yeah, I've got yeah. some clips lined up. Uh, really, all you need to know is that the Ringer is a pop culture sports site that exists that is very good at one of those things and very annoying at the other thing. I think they're about three-fourths of the way over the shark right now. Yeah. They're currently jumping the shark, and they're going to land soon. Well, yeah, Bill is uh, uh, making that come ever faster each time he incorporates his children into the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, true. Exactly. I'm glad that he w- didn't wasn't like, uh, my son's like Fredo. I'd like to shoot him in a boat because he fucking sucks. And my that's wife is nice. also, my whole family's Fredo. <laughs> I'm going to kill them all on a boat outside. I, except my daughter's boyfriend except my daughter's boyfriend who, who I, I love. love he's he's like k and we're gonna have he's so awesome. a lifelong relationship till she he you know till we don't anyway the <laughs> the worst thing about this show for me is that we're hinting to it or alluding to it at the beginning of the show which is that the structure is so good the mm. categories are very fun ways to talk about movies and i just feel like they blow it almost every time yeah. Every time there's a movie that comes up, it's like, oh, it'd be so fun to like hear, learn more about that one and just like live in the space of like uh, uh, enjoying how fun this movie is to watch. It's it just it feels like they miss the mark every time because, again, they only have one like Sean Fennessy is the only guy whose job it is to review movies. Yeah. Who does the show and like, oh, there's, oh, there's we're, we're media, we're culture people. And it's like. Yeah, just maybe try a little harder. Yeah, I Dang. do think it it can it can be a fun show to listen to, but there are often times where it gets too giddy, and it's like yeah, you're you're forgetting that you're doing this for us as people. a show. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's just them screaming lines from um, exactly. spotlight into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, Chris, Chris, <laughs> I almost said Boomer, but I pulled back. Okay, Chris, you dumpy. So again, <laughs> this particular episode features Bill Simmons, a.k.a. the Boston Sports Guy. Right, Spit Guy. Chris Ryan, one of the only uh, people from Grantland who still work at the Ringer because he's got nothing else going on. His dad was a writer. John Fennessy, who uh, seems to hate his life. <laughs> I also get that vibe. He seems to never be happy to be where he is. No, I don't think he has a lot of fun. No. And potentially for no reason other than he doesn't want to. Right. Yeah. So we've all got we've got four white guys with uh, questionable hairlines talking about The Godfather 2. Uh, and we're going to talk about that today on the show. So enough setup. I want to jump straight to the most rewatchable scene. Okay. Category for yes. this episode of The Rewatchables, which is, and I have the clip queued up, is Chris Ryan getting ignored by everyone while talking about Gordon Willis's cinematography. And I'm going to start it now. It's If you want to know how cinematography affects how you feel about story, you just watch this movie because you don't see people's eyes. You know, you don't see Talia Shire's eyes. You don't see Michael's eyes. You, you, you're being lit. You're backlit and everything is in shadow. So shadow becomes light. I mean, it is and so profound. Lit. And toplit. Yeah. Backlit. Yeah. So and it, then all the Tahoe stuff... That's like his masterpiece. But it's a tomb. You know what I mean? Like it's perfect for the story. It's not just like, hey, 
I have this hot shot who's going to just only top light stuff or go so dark. It's Michael is living in a mausoleum to his own family. It's unbelievable. Let's do the categories. Can I just... <laughs> Darkness and becomes light. And top lit. Darkness and top lit. And top lit. Yes. And uh, top lit. So I, I remember hearing this and I remember Brian Koppelman saying and top lit. Uh, and I was just like, he put Chris Ryan in a little hole. He's a little, he's in a hole now. Uh-huh. I think Chris Ryan generally resides in a little hole and his existence, uh, which I came on today fearing that maybe I'd wind up as the Chris Ryan of today's <laughs> podcast because here's his MO. Uh, he uh, generally uh, is just, it sucks up to Bill. He's so grateful to be best friends with Bill. Uh, I think it's honored to be doing anything with Bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally what Chris does is... Uh, Yell, repeat what a lot of other people have already said, and then mm-hmm. go on uh, tangents like the beautiful sample we had above. You know, toplet, but he's toplet. <laughs> he's backlit and toplet. He's backlit and toplet, and they all said underlit. So, so where does the shadow come from? The shadow if they're being lit from every angle. <laughs> There's a shadow deep in their eye because they're also they have lit. no eyes. <laughs> There's a, you don't see anyone's eyes. The entire movie, you don't see anyone's eyes. If you want to learn about what cinematography is, it's covering up the eyes. Chris Ryan saw a weird bootleg cut of this movie where it's like the top (laughs) half of the screen is cut off. So he only sees uh, everyone's nose down. The thing they did, cutting off people's eyes and foreheads and brows, that was Gordon Willis going in. Going in. Toplet. I will say one thing that I struggle with, and I got to come clean about this, uh, is that often I... I can't tell who's talking. Bill Simmons' voice is easy to figure out. Yeah. Chris Ryan gets like whiny and I can figure out when he gets screamy or whiny. But, but the other two. Uh, oh, and almost all of them. Uh, I haven't, uh, I just haven't made the effort to really uh, <laughs> match the voice to the man. Uh, and maybe that's a statement about all of these guys. Well, if you want to know when Brian Koppelman is talking, a good way to do that is if he started his sentence with, when we were making rounders, that's yeah. Brian Koppelman. Oh, gosh, I thought that was Chris Ryan claiming ownership of rounders. No, when, when he says making rounders, he means crescent rolls. Pillsbury, he calls Pillsbury Dough crescent rolls rounders. So yeah. when he's saying, well, we were making rounders, yeah. it means he and Sean Fantasy were having a baking party last night. Brian Koppelman is so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never gets enough rounders. He's still hungry at the end of the baking party. Trevor's putting his shoes back on. He's putting it back on. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Brian Koppelman uh, uh, also, uh, I feel like it does that thing that people who work in show business make say all the time where they're just like, I make stuff. That's what I do. I make stuff. And it's like, yeah. like what? Macaroni art? Rounders, the crescent <laughs> the rolls. crescent rolls. <laughs> I make stuff all the time, hot shits. Anyway, you make you hot, shits all the time? hot shits all the time. <laughs> At least once a day, I make I make a hot one. I make stuff all the time, like oh, my hot shits. Kobe's famous hot shits. At least trademark, once a day. trademark hot shits. Sometimes once every. Do you guys have days. any most mm-hmm. rewatchable scenes? Well, I was going to say I like when he uh, says, oh, on the show, because mm-hmm. I didn't realize who he was at first. And so he says, we're making the show. And I was like, what are what are what are we making? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized it was Billions, um, who, you know, once I saw I once saw Paul Giamatti getting into a car. Nice. 
outside of Union Square. Nice. I once saw Paul Giamatti at a Chipotle in Brooklyn Heights with his son. Nice. I once saw Paul Giamatti uh, on the N train getting on at 49th Street going downtown this and a woman approached him and all I heard of their conversation was him saying, yeah, my uncle was a chemical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild that we all have a PG story. We all have a Paul Giamatti encounter. He's yeah. the most rewatchable scene of New York City. <laughs> yeah, I guess my most rewatchable is me remembering... My vision of Paul Giamatti getting into a cab grumpily outside the Barnes and Noble Union Square. <laughs> I think he also lives downtown, so he was taking a cab like six blocks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he was also dressed up as John Adams when he was doing it. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He was going method. Did you see that show? No. Me neither. I would like to watch it, I think. I think I tried once when I was like too young for it and it was like it's i think it's probably a slow show and yeah. i wasn't uh, ready yeah yeah i think yeah. i watched a few minutes and i was like fuck yeah. that now that we have patience as adults we can go back to it exactly and i mean that's one of the reasons the godfather 2 speaks to me it's an opera you it's know an opera. the first one is a pop song okay that'll be my most rushable when they call the first one a pop song <laughs> oh, and this one's God. an opera this one this is one's jazz opera, opera. Oh, or jazz ja the jazz quote, or opera. the quote they say is like you know it's a lot like jazz there are all these themes and you have to look closely to find them. It's like, I don't know how closely you have to look. I think they're pretty find them. They spell them out pretty clearly. Yeah. That's like one of the things we like about these movies. Yeah. The, the themes run deep. The shit do run deep. Uh -huh. But they're right up front. I mean, the Godfather, they, how many times, you know, what's the cloud score on family? The word family. Yeah, you exactly. know, And the concept of and what does that yeah, mean? Succession. Succession. Uh, the passing of generations. Uh-huh. Yeah. The cloud score. The cloud, cloud score. score. That's it. You know what I'm talking about? Word cloud? Yeah. Word yeah. cloud. Is yeah. It cloud score. I'm, I don't know. That's my new thing. If we want to do an ad read for cloud score, let me know and I'll do it. <laughs> okay. I'll whip up a script real quick. Yeah. Marika, most rewatchable scene from the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much every time Chris Ryan spoke for, <laughs> for more than like you know, 20 seconds. That leads into a uh, perfect. <laughs> It's a perfect transition, what you just said, Thank to my next so category, which is, of course, what's age, what's age the best? And a theme that I, more of, more of a motif than a theme, I would say, mm. is uh, Brian Koppelman consistently telling Chris Ryan he's wrong about something. It happens multiple times in the yeah. episode. Yes. At one point, Chris Ryan says he thinks Prince of the City is better than Serpico, and Brian Koppelman loses his mind. And yeah. later on, Chris Ryan says, Chris <laughs> Ryan says, uh, that whole sequence at the beginning where Michael is going around telling different people who like who he thinks killed him, uh, it's just too confusing. It's like I wish they laid it out at the beginning. Like I'm going to go to these people and I'm going to say who I think killed me as like a lie, as like a trick. And it leads to what might be a best quote from the episode, which is, which is uh, Brian Koppelman saying, this movie is like a first-person video game called Can You Think Like Michael Corleone? Which is so embarrassing. <laughs> Such an embarrassing thing to say. He also says it like related to this at one point that this movie taught him how to be a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which I think is like the worst. It's like the worst like film bro thing you can say about any movie. Yeah, that people say stuff like that. Like uh, this taught me how to like how to love and yeah. uh, that it might. Yeah, I don't think that's ever true. I think really that's, true. It's a worrisome quality about a person if you're learning uh, any 
um, like emotional or mental basics from a movie. Mm-hmm. Taught me how to love feels like a scary thing to learn from yeah. a movie. When I'm thinking about how I want to love, I turn to my favorite movies and Too I much, ignore yeah. uh, all the personal experience I've had one-on-one with the people who mean the most to me in my life. Yeah, That's when what I do. I, when I think about what it means to be a man, I think about a group of people whose uh, MO is killing people and taking uh-huh. what they want, manipulating them um, to form what you think they should be yeah. through intimidation or violence or what have you. Well, that's what being and a man I is. Make Billions. Exactly. I make that's billions. Right. I make billions. That's what I make. And then I make, I make billions. Colby make hot shits. <laughs> Koppelman make billions. That difference between Colby and Koppelman is Colby shits, Brian Koppelman billions. You be, you became a man watching Along Came Polly where yeah. Adam Sandler or uh, ben, Stiller ben Stiller has to take hot shit. Yeah, he has to take hot shit. And then he's always like, did, did spank that ass? Right. And then you're also... <laughs> right. And then you're also uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh-huh. with guy's wet boob in your face. Guy wet boob in my guy face. Guy wet boob in face. I make become hot man. Shit. I, I learn man. man. I make hot shit. Yes. Well, that's so, what, you know. Go ahead, Marie. Oh, I was going to say, do you guys really want to know what's aged the, the worst? Yeah. Well, we're not there yet, but oh, yes, cool. I do want to know. Well, one of the things they love to do on the show is jump around the category. True, and then Bill's like, that's for picking ants. That's for picking ants, please. Save that for picking ants, please. Oh, I have that already. We're going to do this voice for Bill Simmons, but talk about how your son is, you're going to do the rap intro for the Book of Basketball podcast. And a great intro tonight. My son, he made this rap. It's just a thing he likes to do. He raps. I'm going to go over to hoteltonight.com after this rap, and my daughter's got a soccer game uh, i gotta get to it uh it's great we go to soccer games i don't book hotels and then i go to hotel.com tonight hoteltonight.com i book a soccer game uh my my daughter's boyfriend hates her but boys just gotta watch sports so i tell her that uh i intervene in her relationship publicly on the radio and you know she's all mad at him she's texting i'm like he just likes baseball more than you uh, anyway, my son made this rap. Uh, you know his son's rap name is Melatonin. Oh, right. Oh, oh that's yeah, that's awesome. bad. <laughs> is it like Mel and then the last name is what Atonin? Is if you look name? on Spotify for the Book of Basketball podcast, he is credited and it is just the word Melatonin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, anyway, Bill you know, Simmons is aged I, uh, the worst because he's an old man. That was my big joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> every time he goes to confession, he's Melatonin for his sins. Nice. Yeah, he is. He's in their melatonin for sins. <laughs> then they're like, what's that smell? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, Colby just walked into the bathroom. <laughs> and he's top lit. <laughs> you remember that movie with Keira Knightley and James McAvoy, Melatonin? Uh, do you remember top lit. Uh, that movie with James McAvoy, X-Man? That's my favorite uh, top, Tom Cruise top lit. movie where he's a fighter pilot. Top That's lit. coming back. Are you going to see Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Top, top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Are you going to see Top Gun Goose? <laughs> TGG. That's the, the threequel. Anyway, well, back I to think the schools now. <laughs> I think what aged best for me is, you know, the concept of just discussing this, discussing the cinema with Brian Koppelman. The guy's got wisdom to impart. He made Billions, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, we've all seen every episode of Billions on Showtime. People, I just want to say, People cannot stop talking about billions, and I'm sick of it. 
I'm sick of people talking about billions. They will not. I mean, people are tweeting about it constantly. I'm like, guys, it's not even on the air right now. We're between seasons. They're like, no, no. Our imaginations are so captivated and just lit up by billions on Showtime that we want to live in this world for the summer and the winter months as well. Because every fall. night that billions isn't on TV is a night that I remember how close I am to death. Yes. And billions reminds me to live my life as fully as I can while I'm here on this earth. And it's all because of billions that I learned how to be a man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with the rock in it? That's ballers. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, that one taught me how to be a man, actually. Ballers. Baller. I was going to ask you uh, what you saw that taught you how to be a man, Marika. Uh, just one episode. Season one, episode four of Ballers. <laughs> ballers. Mine's probably the episode of Sex in the City where What's-Her-Name says her fantasy is to have sex on her parents' bed. Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte What is wrong? That. That's, strange. That's strange that, to me. I, that could have been a whole episode. That could be a whole episode of Sex and the City. I don't mean to go on a tangent, but I thought about that recently, and I Charlotte perturbing, and they moved right past it, just because. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, that was not they the really weird blew thing. Past it. Yeah, yeah. The guys like, I want to have a threesome. They're like, okay, let's focus on that. It's like you want to. It... <laughs> lot to unpack there. Maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know, but it's, I find that disturbing. What's age the best for you, Marika? Well, this is about the podcast as a whole. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. We're circling back to Chris Ryan. And here's what's up. When I first began listening to this podcast, I found him so cloying and irritating that even episodes with movies that I really liked and wanted to listen to, if he was on it, I could not do it. Sometimes if Bill was there to push that little man down into the ground, <laughs> uh -huh. I could do it. But if this man was given free reign as the big boss uh, with just other people on it, I couldn't do it. He has a very high position at the ringer now, right? He has I like guess a so, big but he title. always comes off to me as like snivelly little like, 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 oh, Bill, you're so right. Oh, God, I got to hang out with you. Um, uh, anyway, so what here's the, the big turn here is what stage the best is uh, maybe it's because of the. Uh, intensity and high art of brian koppelman but uh i found i uh, started to find chris ryan endearing and oh I my god even <laughs> whoa listen to a two and a half hour episode uh and maybe even root for him a little this is a twist over the big bad art god that is brian <laughs> koppelman art god the, so, the, oh, what's age the best is chris ryan over the wow. course of the rewatchables podcast oh man that's kind of a nice art god Art God, Brian Koppelman. What's age the worst? Couple things here. Hmm. Couple things. Biggest one, Bill Simmons coming out as anti K Corleone. Hmm. We uh remember this uh We do, but bit? I agree with him. Oh, Trevor. I no, agree with no, him no. that <laughs> that character is like she doesn't have a lot. She's a plot device more than a character. Okay. Well, we're about to do the thing I hate, <laughs> which is yell about The Godfather 2. We've become the podcast. In audio form. <laughs> I will say, I have not seen Juliet. this movie in years, Okay, but I What's do remember. Sorry. What? Who's, who are the two girls that are on the podcast that just do rom-coms? Mallory Rubin and Amanda Dobbins. And Juliet. 
and Juliet Littman. <laughs> the man that happens. There we go. Well, you know what thinks the best? Walken I take it back. The Amanda way the bill Dobbins. says Amanda Dobbins. <laughs> that's not, I think Amanda that's Dobbins agrees with Walken. Yeah. Amanda Dobbins. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go on. Uh, you guys go back to being Brian and Chris. <laughs> go off. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. Yeah, you're. Who's who? Well, I would be. Have to be Bill you because be I, Bill, yeah. I'm siding with him. And I'm. And I'm, I'm. I guess I'm Chris Ryan in this because <laughs> he takes him to task. My guy. You know what? I love Chris Ryan now. Wow. Takes him to task. We were going to roast him all, and this has just become a Chris Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill Simmons. The whole thing with Kay is that. She is a poorly drawn character because he doesn't know why she likes Michael and that well, why doesn't she quote unquote just leave him, which is what no, but he makes the point that Michael leaves the country for like ten years. He's gone out of her uh-huh. life for like a decade, and he comes back and is like, "We're back on," and she's like, "Let's do it." So here's the thing: number one, that's a Godfather one problem. Right, but I think the case he was making for the character was uh-huh. about the character between the because then you know they go in between the two movies with this a number of times. Well, yes, they do. I don't this, so I get it. It's like five years goes by and then he comes back and it's like back on. But there's like a jump of time. There was probably another courtship. They didn't like immediately get married when they when they come back when he comes back from Sicily. Um. I guess not, but I don't remember it being like too long. I don't think they had like years of like, like she, I don't know. Like she had a, she had some sort of life, didn't she? Mm-hmm. See, this is going to be hard because I'm not, I haven't seen them in a while. So I'm not super versed, but I do remember in watching the movies, uh, uh, just being like, okay. Okay. I too have not seen the movies in a while. Oh, jeez. Question here though. <laughs> they don't show any of the part when he's in Sicily, right? No, oh, yeah. They did. Yeah, it's they a whole a chunk of, of this. That's where he's like, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, oh. Wednesday, and he Friday. has a whole other okay. wife. He only like he has an entire he has other, other wife. wife yeah. He has another wife who gets blown up. Oh gosh! <laughs> I do remember that part actually. Yeah, yeah. with his Car. two little buddies. I like mm-hmm. those two yeah. guys. Yeah, okay. me too. But one betrays him. Another, perhaps theme, betrayal. Betrayal. What does it mean to betray? What is a family? What is a family? And what does betrayal come in? When does family betray? When who is your family then? God, these questions are so deep. When, oh, I love what the Godfather then? makes me think. And they're not. About. You right know what there. I mean? You gotta. I just you gotta chew the movies. fat. That's right. You gotta chew the fat with your family. <laughs> you must manja. What's family. age the worst? Sean Fennessy saying the De Niro stuff is his least favorite part of the two movies. Oh mm. yeah, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That stuff is awesome. I like that stuff. I like old New York when they, they you see old New York mm-hmm. down, downtown. That's pretty cool. Every photo you see of like Lower East Side in the turn of the century New York looks exactly like that. Yeah, you, you do like, the thing where you hold it up. You hold it up and like half the street is real life. Half the street's the old photo. <laughs> yeah. I do that with the guy. I print out stills of the Godfather and walk around. To, I, go to El, <laughs> I go to Ellis oh, yeah. Island and then compare them. And <laughs> yeah. they match up. Where's the room where they put young Vito? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's right here. That's where I make hot shit. What stage is the worst? <laughs> At one point, Brian Koppelman says, uh, it was rare for mainstream movies in the 70s to make you feel bad. Like, that it was rare for a mainstream movie to be sad. Oh, yeah. That was baffling to me. When every movie in the 70s has, like, a big downer ending. It was, like, the era for, ba- like, downer endings. Yeah, they even go they in. They said a lot of things were rare about movies. Didn't they also say something like it was rare to make, like, a punch look 
could in the in a movie in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just funny because they talk about Chinatown in relation to this, right? Some of it, and that has both of those things. I guess that punch was like a real. They actually did do that, but yeah, even still, like that. All the other movies, a lot of the other movies, they mentioned it for like Oscar. Uh, oh yeah, it was like that are every like amazing movie. Are yes, all, like, really negative. <laughs> They're uh, all downer endings. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like they immediately anyway. That stuck out to me. Yeah, that's Brian Koppelman just to. I it struck me an as a way as a way for them to, they they found a way to congratulate themselves for liking a movie that everyone already agrees is good. This is the thing that drives me most crazy about the episode as a whole is that just like they're saying these things that no one is ever going to challenge them on. Just like of course this is like a, un- a universally loved movie, yeah. and it's just like <laughs> Pacino might be the greatest performance ever by an actor. And it's just like, yeah. oh wow, <laughs> like where'd you come up with that one, Bill? I didn't like the things bunch where of dumb shits. They, like it seems like Cobbleman refused to have any fun with it. Uh, where it's like you Tough took it very seriously. Even if even if we can all agree this is like one of the greatest, you know, pieces of cinema that had uh-huh. been created, you can still you can still have a little fun with it and be like, why this? Why that? What a little duber? Mm-hmm. Things yeah. of that nature. I'm so glad you brought up Brian Koppelman because this leads to this leads to uh, the best quote category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, I've yeah. got one for Brian Koppelman, which let me just like scrub to the to the timestamp because. He says, this is my, this might be my favorite quote of the entire podcast is, uh, this little bit. Because, you know, it's hard to admit that you got it wrong. This is a weird one. Like there are a lot of negative reviews of this movie when it came out, which is so hard to fathom when you watch the movie, even the first time. I like Fight Club. We've lived through this though. Like we're looking at like, oh, 74 must have been weird. Great works of art are very often missed in their time. It's true. They're often missed in there. And I think that there was a degree. It's Moby Dick, man. For what? (laughs) Yeah. So I heard that. Moby Dick, man. He's referring to the novel Moby Dick, right? (laughs) Yes. Now, I don't have I don't have the context to know if that is like what Moby Dick's clout score. I'm all about scores today. What is clout? Like if it was popular then. But if your movie is nominated for like five or six actors, like. Yeah. Academy Awards. Oh, even yeah. if it gets a couple bad reviews, it feels like it's valued in its time. Yes, it was. They said the number like one of the top ten highest grossing movies of the year, and it's like it's funny to think of that now because uh-huh. a movie like The Godfather would like be such a small like we saw Star Wars last night. Like the The Godfather is like would not move the needle for anything, right? And it's like a three and a half hour movie, and it's one of the top ten movies of the year. It's like it feels pretty appreciated. Oh in yeah, time. this is another. Another way I think they congratulate themselves for liking a movie everyone already likes is just be like, and there are people out there who don't like this thing. Yeah. Not us, of course, the smart ones. <laughs> the yeah. cinema men. Him saying Moby Dick, man, is yeah. the funniest thing in the world to me. It's just like like your worst like 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 stoner friend <laughs> who just like read one book and is like, that's the greatest book ever, actually. It's also funny because I would not like Loading. say that Moby Dick is like flying off the shelves. Like <laughs> I think I th- I think Moby Dick is like very fun and has its value, but I also think it could be one of those things that's really stayed around because I think it's taught in schools a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, go. Oh, I have more to say about this. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, how's it going? Hey, this is Patrick. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hi. Hey, 
I just wanted to say I love you guys so much. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh. We love you too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, when are y'all leaving? When are we leaving? Not you, them. <laughs> <laughs> the second? You want to hang out? January 2nd. The second? Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving Monday through Friday, but I'll be back um, before the second. I'll be back for like New Year's and stuff. Sweet. We'll be oh, here fantastic. for New Year's. Colby, you're not invited. Okay, nice. I don't want to come. <laughs> yeah. No one invited you. No, I, I heard it. I heard it. Who they, is this? Okay. It's Patrick. Oh, it's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I gotta go. What what have you guys been talking about? I haven't been listening. (laughs) Godfather (laughs) 2. What are you thinking about Godfather 2? Patrick, you... I've never seen it. That's awesome. That rules. Incredible. I got mad respect for that. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll try to watch it before we hang out. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta talk about it. (laughs) That's the homework. I demand people see Godfather 2 before they talk to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. I don't want to take up your time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Thanks for calling, Good Patrick. talking to you. <laughs> good talking to you. Bye, bye buddy. To see you soon. I love Let's you, Let's do too. a national bye. episode. Right oh, bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, oh that was God. great. Let's end the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a radio show. It's not a damn podcast. It was going to be accessible as a podcast. Yeah, eventually it will live as a podcast. It still will so. be. But right now, it's live. Uh, that made me just want to talk about Nashville. Remember we all saw Nashville we together? We all saw Nashville together. Mm. That was a good the movie. The three of us and uh, the man who just called the show. So the guy at the end of Nashville with the uh, weapon, he's like Fredo. He's uh, yeah. Not a spoiler. Which of, the, which of the Godfather sons do you guys think you are? You got Michael, mm. Freddy, Suntan, and... Suntan? Yeah. Who's that? I'm that one. Sonny Corleone. Oh, yeah. And... And Fredo. Fredo. There's three. How many did you just name? There's three. <laughs> I said There's Freddy instead dwarves. of Fredo. Oh, you said Freddy. Okay. I'm Goose. Now, now take this hot take. Okay. I think everyone is all three of these people. <gasps> these are different parts of each human. Because this movie has deep themes. One of which is family. One of which is identity. How mm-hmm. do you fit in your family? Yeah, and Italy. All th- and also and Italy, Italy is, is involved. Food is... Uh, through Italy, we have mm-hmm. food, but you know everyone has all these people inside them. Yeah, uh, but me, I am uh, the cat at the in the beginning of the first one, or the or the garlic that what's his name slices so thin in Goodfellas that counts in this too. <laughs> the, I'm the prison garlic in Goodfellas. The guy slices so thin it melts in there. Marika, well, I haven't seen Goodfellas, but. You are. And I haven't seen Godfather 2 in probably 12 years. Um, That's not true. I'm Suntan. You're Suntan. <laughs> nice. Nice. I do like, I like him a lot. I like yeah. Sunny a lot. Yeah, me too. He's a boss. Uh, I think I am the guy, you know the guy in the Robert De Niro stuff where uh, uh, he, the landlord for his wife's friend who's going to kick out uh, oh, his wife's with friend. With the suit? With the suit. And then yeah. he comes in and he's just like, the rent stays same as before. Yeah. That's me. That's me. I That's good. <laughs> that, you know, he reminds me of you a lot, so I'm glad Thank you. Said you. That. Yeah, yeah, I just kowtowing to De Niro in every way. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe your De Niro's mustache, too. <laughs> so, speaking of yelling lines from the movie, I want to go right to the Apex Mountain category. Let's do it. Yeah. I think Bill Simmons is at his apex in this episode, certainly mm. as rewatchables, Bill, because he yells lines from the movie that in the movie are not being yelled. Yes. Like, when he recites, like, they'll play the clip, and then he'll recite the lines. Why they need both, I don't know. Yeah. Editing-wise, it's probably just another way uh, uh, Nephew Kyle is blowing it at his job. <laughs> um, but uh, the best one is Lee Strausberg as as uh, um, Hyman Roth. Yeah. The most understated, like, he's so menacing because he's... He's like it's not unlike Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. He's so uh, menacing because that's he's a good so rewatchables. Quiet. Uh, there was there was an F on Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, it's the good. D Wears P. Really it's with the girls, of course. It's with the yeah, of course. <laughs> I love that movie, but it, Hyman Roth is like the the like uh, a guy had a dream <laughs> to make a city out of a desert stopover <laughs> for GIs, and that man's name was Mo Green. <laughs> and then in Bill's version, it's. This was a great man! Yeah. A desert stumble of a GI's! <laughs> My theory is that Bill and Chris Ryan, to some degree, have this anger inside of them mm. that they want to yell and get it out, but they know they can't because this is unsociable behavior. Mm. So they take any opportunity <laughs> to yell, and uh, yelling lines from a movie about monsters is one of the ways to do that, and I think that's why the show exists. The Dion Waiters Award. Well, uh, I, so I have a, a Apex Mountain. Let's hear it for Ultimate Art God. When they go to <laughs> when they go to who won the movie, kind of the like who had the biggest influence, who made this thing as great as it was, mm -hmm. and the Art God chooses um, the guy you just said. What is his name? Hyman. Hyman Roth. He chooses Hyman Roth because he's like you know a teacher, an acting teacher, like could show that he could really act. Uh -huh. He chooses him as the most standout thing of The Godfather 2. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an insane I think take. that's the thing where it's like, uh, you know, someone has like some really deep cut factoid about like uh, the Beatles or like a certain band or something. Uh -huh. And they're like, actually, that was, a little, you know, a bass player on like the third record. That was a studio musician kind of thing. He really made it what it was. <laughs> that's a terrible take. The guy did well. Yes. Did he was he the most significant thing in The Godfather 2? Methinks not. No, agreed. He thinks but not. Moby Dick. Moby Dick, man. Now, if Hyman Roth was in Moby Dick, he would like talk about knots for 60 pages, and it would be really <laughs> awesome. That's what they do in Moby Dick. Oh, boy. Deep. Things in Moby Dick run deep. I'm oh, actually man. back in on Such Moby Dick. Such deep themes. <laughs> Such deep themes. Marika, Apex Mountain, anybody? I mean, you obviously for me, it's Chris Ryan. <laughs> It made he wasn't the most intolerable person of this podcast. You saw him get bullied by Brian Goppelman. I saw him get what like, he deserves, hey, and maybe I felt bad for him. Not my friend Chris. My best friend Chris. Dion Waiters Award. Sean Fennessy talking about the 1974 Oscars. Pacino losing to Art Carney, and he screams, It's not what you want! Yeah, so that's... <laughs> he's just that... He's just mad... That, that Pacino didn't win an Oscar for that? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not what I want. No, but... <laughs> but when he said that, I was like, is he referring to this? Why is he so mad? It's not what I want. Yeah. You know what I want? It's a nice sandwich. I would be one thing... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what? You're terrible. right. No, that's terrible. No, no, it's good. Okay. Top light. Probably... Top, top lit. 
probably unanswerable questions. Mm. We have two more categories. We have this, and then we have who won the episode. Caller, can you wait for one <laughs> second, please? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, let's just go. Let's just go straight to who won the episode. Let's go straight to who won the episode. Tim okay. Keck has won this episode. Won the episode? I know just the now. producer because it was clearly not Kyle because he did not leave in people being like, "Can we take this out later?" <laughs> and the the cues for everything happened at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, Marika, you know who I'm going to say, baby. <laughs> Chris Ryan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to say Bill won the episode because he made the correct decision to not involve Joe House. Crushed. Oh, and you're nice. right about that. Yeah. Joe House and this would just be like, and then they bake the ziti. And, <laughs> and just, I still use the ziti recipe they talk about in this movie. It's better than my mother's ziti. Do you know who I do Ooh. like earnestly like on the rewatchable? marinara sauce. <laughs> Who? Go on. The guy from Texas. I don't remember his name. He had his own podcast about villains for a while. I tried to listen to oh, it. It's just okay. Yeah. Chase Serrano. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, caller. Who won the episode. Caller, you're on the air. Are you sure? Yes. Hey, Thrace Oh, yeah. <laughs> the farmer. <laughs> there he is. studio. What's up, and buddy? And on the phone. Tim One Keck. last time. Man, talking about the rewatchables. This was a rough one. I fell asleep twice trying to get through it. Uh, <laughs> wow. It was not my favorite. You could have done The Holiday, Amanda Dobbins, Juliet Littman, Carrie oh, oh, Simmons. Oh, How you mean, fun would that have been? It wasn't your favorite episode of the rewatchables. Yeah, it was a rough one. Honestly, it's been a while since I've seen The Godfather, and Two. listening to these guys talk about The Godfather was, was not fun. <laughs> you feel like, yeah, I don't need to revisit this movie. Yeah, maybe not want to watch The Godfather 2. Well, well, I would say, Tim, that if you're wondering how you can be a man, this movie would be a great place to start. It's a good ground zero for it. Kind of ground zero for how to be a man. Yeah. You pull pull up a stool close to a a guy. I am a man, all right? right. And I should give classes to those ringer phonies, (laughs) all of them, with their weak-ass podcasts about TV shows and movies. (laughs) God, they're the worst. They're butt-chins. Oh, watch The Watch or The Big Picture. Screw those guys. Their opinions are bad. They don't know what they're talking about. See, this is... Except for Juliet and Amanda and and Carrie Simmons. They're great. (laughs) Except for the holiday episode. (laughs) The that shit was bang. was charming and quaint, and I <laughs> That shit bang. Greatly. I'm sure it is. The Devil Wears Prada one actually really did make me want to rewatch Devil Wears Prada. It's a good one. I love that movie. They did a 10 Things I Hate About You episode, combo. and that made me want to watch 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the girls are crushing it on the girl ones. I think the sisters are doing it for themselves. But Amanda Dobbins outside of the rewatchables is the worst. What'd you say? Amanda Dobbins outside of the rewatchables is the worst. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Like in real life. Dobbins. No, she's on other podcasts. Like she does, like the Watch or whatever with with uh, Sean Fennessy, and then they'll ask her about the Oscars or whatever, and she's just like, I don't know. A Star is Born should have won everything. And it's just oh, like, right. You're the worst. I remember that era. That's an epic fail. It didn't, yeah. and I'm glad it didn't. You, you know what should have won for that best effect for when Bradley Cooper pissed his pants, and we we're like, look at that fake piss, just real piss, you rich. Oh my god, dog. I bet he did it. I heard he did it for real. He did not do it for real. Really... That is the fakest piss spread <laughs> in the world. I was like. Acting legends would have really pissed, or you squeeze. No, a I think it's I think it's because he has a weird penis. I think that's why the pee came out weird. Oh, but yeah. I think he actually did it. Where does time. it come out? It starts coming out his butt. It comes his out butt. his butt. Well, that's because he pooped his pants, and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, he Bradley, we're not calling for that. The camera's not back there." <laughs> what? We're not calling for that. We're, we're, we're not, not calling, calling for that. Calling for it. <laughs> he he was method. 
Yeah, like Stanislavski. he was present when he played the raccoon also in Guardians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he foraged that. for yeah. uh, old berries. Old ba- not new berries. He's like, no. you mean I can play an animal that pees out of its butt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in. That's a skunk, Brattle. In a Star is Born and Brattle. Guardians of the Galaxy? Brattle. Brattle. Yeah, and also in The Hangover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Moby his Dick, actor's man. secret. Every character he plays can be out there, but... As long as he's top-lit. So, Tim, uh, you are in Florida now. I am. The Sunshine State. Not so sunny today. It's rainy, baby, but ah, still warm and nice. That's awesome. You getting to the beach? Not today. It's rainy, but <laughs> another day, maybe. How about we do it today? What are, what are, how is, said it what was are warm you doing rain. today? What's on the docket, Tim? Disney Gosh, World? I don't know what I'm doing today. We got to pick up my sister from the airport. Go at to some Disney point. World. Go to Disney World. Um, go to Disney. We're World. gonna go to Disney. Well, every day we go to Disney World, yes. so I didn't even feel like I need to mention that. It's like yeah. saying you woke up. It's like we woke up. We went to Disney World. Tweet picks. We had breakfast. It's like how boring do you want to be about this? But pretty boring. Um, yes, yeah, so we're gonna be at uh, Disney World for the standard twelve hours, <laughs> and then after that, I don't know. Maybe get dinner. Um, I don't know. Go to the beach. That that's great. pretty much all there is to do here. That sounds great. Well, yeah, I'm loving it. Tim, should we get to the matter at hand? Sure. Okay. Tim and I have a surprise plan for you guys. Oh, we have yeah. a surprise plan for you guys. So, Is it a song? Colby's no, it's not. I'm excited pants. I get to be there to see it. Toby's going to make hot shit here. Tolby. 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 Tolby's making hot shit. Tolby make hot poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the surprise. That's the surprise. So uh, uh, we mentioned this at the top oh, of the show. The rewatchables for a second. What? It sounded like I was listening to the rewatchable. <laughs> my son has a rap. Oh my god! I thought Bill Simmons was in the room just now. My son has a rap. <laughs> anyway, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, you guys are soon going to be leaving us for uh, uh, Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Been a huge part of this show. Mm. A huge part of Tim and I's lives here in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huge part of uh, the New York comedy scene. Yes. <laughs> yes. So unprecedented. Uh, we got you. Uh, score. We got you some gifts. Oh god! Oh god! That uh, I'm it's now going to I'm going to make you open on the air and uh, um, use our friendship as content. Fantastic! So, here you go. Colby's taking Colby's his pants Colby's just like off. Bill, and we're his you children. For, so there's one for you, Trev, and then there's one for Marika, and then there's one for both of you. So you just go right from the top. <laughs> so I think this must be Marika's up top. <laughs> It's a White Castle shirt. Now there's. I should introduce this better. Now there's a tiny rest. There's a restaurant out a by restaurant. Myrtle Wyckoff, and there might be other ones that makes tiny micro burgers. Now, I've dragged a lot of people there in my day. I mean, it sounds cool, but are the burgers certainly they're circles? Don't right? even so they're not circles. They're squares. Okay, and that's because they're so tiny micro burgers that they have to cook them this way. <laughs> that's why they're squares. And this is a picture of now. This it takes place in a monarchy. It's a castle, so if you're ever around town, you gotta go. This the is quote fantastic. on the bottom of this shirt is incredible. It I says, you, "Buy him by the sack," which I've never sack heard is in before. Quotes. You're gonna hear it a lot from now on. That's great because we also know you like to grab life by the sack, so we figured that would kind of. Well, I like to buy life by the sack. The way I found this shirt is I googled <laughs> "buy life by the sack" shirt. <laughs> Colby was looking for something entirely different. This is, this the is first great, thing, And I thought, now this will work. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll wear this with pride when great, I go good. there every damn day. Oh, You're next. Wow. This is awesome because I just had to throw away a pair of disturbing slippers when we were packing. And lo and behold, Tim and Colby got me some Minnesota Twins 
slippers yeah. with polka dots. These are nice. I'm be lounging all around. Just to give you a little bit of background, whenever you're buying shoes for someone from a, uh, the MLB shop, there is a there is a question when you're checking out that says, "What size do you want, medium or small?" And I said, "Marika, small." Thank you, Colby. <laughs> Tim, medium. <laughs> wow, these are so fun. This is a gr- this is great too because our heater is broken, mm. and I'm going to be here for a couple more weeks, and I'm going to have some cold toes. And we got these wonderful little twin slippers. Fun. But of course, the real gift Uh-oh. is friendship. for your your home in uh, uh, Los Angeles. It's the final, too. The final item uh, is being pulled out of the bag right now. Oh, wow. This is great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this for people uh, is a pillow. Oh, my God. A throw pillow for a couch that has me and Tim's faces on it. <laughs> This is incredible. It doesn't just have their faces. It has from a like crotch up. Full really, our, shot. our torsos. This yeah. is uh, incredible. I want the other throw pillow of crotch down, baby. This There's also a great. nice little person in the background. Who, yeah, who is that? Can I see? <laughs> <laughs> back there. There's a random bartender maybe back is. there. I don't know who that is. That's Chris Ryan. Wow, <laughs> this Chris is Ryan incredible. Uh, Where they, was this They are toplet and backlit. <clears throat> what so photo we can't is this? See this was taken at the Roast of History way back in January, I want to say. Wow, this uh, is incredible. It's just a great photo of us. It really is a great Yeah, this is fantastic. Oh, uh, I love this so much. And if we come out there and that thing is not displayed on the <laughs> couch. <laughs> well, I'm going to go to your house on New Year's and just draw a picture of us on all of your pillows. <laughs> so I'll return the favor to be certain. This yeah, is a nice quality true. pillow. Yeah. Wow. It is. It's got a slick it's, touch to it. It's got a Well, I would call it more of a can, like a, makes me think of satin. Perfect for laying back on the couch and throwing yeah. on Godfather 2, some yeah. of the most rewatchable scenes. I do often fall asleep on Colby and Tim's couch while the boys play their games. <laughs> <laughs> So now I can fall asleep on Colby and Tim on my couch. <laughs> While we eat White Castle burgers. Micro burgers. Yes. These are beautiful gifts. I'm yes. so glad you like them. Well, thank you, guys. This is, these are great. And, hey, if you want to see my shirt in person, you know, come out and visit us in L.A. world. Or, um, honestly, more importantly, go try these micro burgers. <laughs> People poo-poo them a lot. I go on my micro-burger spiel a lot, and people don't like it. <laughs> but they're good burgers. They're small. They're small burgers. Small burgers. Moby Dick, man. Moby anyway, Dick. guys, we got to end the show now. Mm. So, signing off mm. for one final time together. Well, well, probably not. We'll come back. <laughs> yeah. One final time. <laughs> We will not have contact after this morning. It's the end of an era. <laughs> well. We'll come back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. We're going to call in. Well, I, you know what? I'm taking the gifts back. Oh. <laughs> Everything is going to be different now. It's really, I mean, it's, it's like it's like a death in the family, what's happening right now. It's just mm. like oh, knowing you guys are going to go my out family. and never talk to us again. It's really, I mean, we're worse off for it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well. The city weeps. The city does weep. New York is a worse place without you guys in it. Thank you. Thank and you. this is also... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
This is the last uh, Young Person's Radio of the Year. Whoa. Also, no yes. show next week while we take a little break and four uh, more recharge. years. That's right. Hey, the way, more way years. things are going, there will be at least four more years <laughs> before anything else gets going on. Are you so, going to announce that you're running for president right now? I will announce that I'm running for president. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, well, specifically, I'm running for president to beat Michael Bloomberg. Yes. yes. And once I beat him, I will drop out of the race. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm running for president. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks to Trevor Marika for being here. Thank you. Thanks Thank to Tim for calling. Hell yeah, baby. And Patrick for calling. Patrick Patrick for calling. calling. That was very nice. For seeing Nashville with us that one time. And uh, 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 have a great Sunday. Have a great holiday season, everybody. Happy uh, New Year. uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Old Lang Syne, yada, yada, yada. Here's a song by the greatest band in the world, Titus Andronicus. We'll see you guys in 2020. I don't mind when I lose my mind. Yeah, I lost my mind seven, eight, or nine times. One, two, three. Moby Topland. Lost your mind. Haven't lost your mind already eight or nine times. I don't mind. No, it feels just fine.